Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Rebuild You bonus episode. So if you have not listened to my last episode with my guest and my dear friend, Michael, be sure that you go back and listen. But this is basically a bonus to that episode, and that episode will also have a part two. We just had such a powerful and amazing conversation that uh, we just couldn't stop talking. But I had to give you all this little bonus episode. Um, Michael had court today, and during this court um, session, he was able to speak to the young man who um, was in the accident that caused the death of his wife. And he gave me a call, and with his permission, um, we hit the I hit the record button so that uh, we could document just this powerful interaction that he had with this young man um, and how he and his daughter uh, were able to process um, this time. They were able to just talk to him and really share their hearts. I'm just going to let you all listen in on our conversation today. Um, and we just hope that this episode, this bonus episode blesses you um, and really just hope that you could see the power of forgiveness and the power of love and how that could just really truly transform lives. So here you go. Thank you so much for listening and uh, be blessed. So you went to court today and you got to forgive this young man um, that was in the accident. So go ahead. Tell it. Tell me what happened. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it was kind of funny because I, I got there this morning and I couldn't remember what exactly what courtroom we were supposed to be in. Uh, I go to the I go to the counter. I ask them, and they're like, "Oh well, uh, yeah, your your guys' court is scheduled for the afternoon session, so you have to be back here at one o'clock." And I am like, "Are you sure? Can you double check? Because the DA told me to be here at nine. I, I know we're supposed to be here at nine. Can you double check, please?" He like, "Oh yeah, you're supposed to be here at one." So we leave. Um, it's my best friend driving, and I have my daughter with me. So we leave, we go to Starbucks. We're halfway home, and the district attorney calls me and says, Mr. Chavaleta, you know, uh, are you almost on your way here? I was like, what are you talking about? I, I was just there at 9 o'clock, and they told me to leave and come back at 1. And, and he's like, oh, that's exactly what I didn't want to happen. I'm so sorry about that. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, don't tell anybody to leave. I'll turn right around and come right back, you know? Yeah. I'm coming, I'm coming. I'll turn around and come right back. She's like, okay, okay, no problem. Just get here as soon as you can. So, I, you know, we busted a Yui and went back to the court. And I was so, like, furious because I was like, I asked that kid twice. Yeah. Like, I can literally, like, and I'm, and I'm telling you, okay, this is just me being real. I have been up this morning since 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, I, I, I got up at 4 in the morning. I wanted to make sure that I had time to shower, shave, and meditate. Yeah. And I've been meditating since like 4.30 and 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Just so that I could be, and I, and I was meditating in the car on the way to the courthouse. Right. Wow. So I was kind of like, you know, just, just to keep myself where I was cool, calm, collected, you know what I mean? I wasn't going to get all emotional and not be able to get through what yeah. I needed to do. Yeah. And... 
could not have planned it. Oh, if I had tried to plan it, it could not have gone any better. Once I actually got there, I walked into the courtroom and I saw the young man. Yeah. And as soon as I walked in, I saw him look at his father and he nodded like, okay, they're here. Mm -hmm. And he knew, he knew, I guess he knew who I was. I don't know. But I walk in with my daughter and we sit down and the attorney comes over and he lets us know that, you know, we're going to go ahead and speak in front of the court or whatever. And uh, so they called, they called me up. My daughter stays sitting in the back. I thought my daughter was about to have a full-on panic attack. Remember, she's on the spectrum. Yeah. I thought my daughter was going to have a full-on panic attack in the back of the courtroom. Her legs started jittering. She started hyperventilating. And I was just like, princess, I grabbed her by the thigh. I said, look at me. She looked me in the eye. After a couple of times, I told her, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. I'm going to take a deep breath. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. It's okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And she calmed down, and then they called me up to the front, and I went, and I sat there. And they called him up. And basically how it went was, you know, the district attorney stated the facts of the case, uh, or the judge said that, you know, he was going to let me speak last. Yeah. And so the district attorney went and presented, you know, the facts of the case, you know, the charges that were being presented and, and then, you know, his attorney got a chance to respond and he told me about this young man that, you know, had served his country in distinction. He was a medic in the military. And after getting out, he's not going to school because he wants to pursue, you know, going into emergency services and he's studying. He's a student right now and he's studying also uh, criminal psychology as well. And and then they gave the opportunity for the, you know, the attorneys did their legal talk back and forth as to, you know, since this is his first offense and he had no drugs or alcohol in his system and by all indications this is just a tragic accident you know there was really going to be no jail time and he's getting probation you know one year of supervised probation unsupervised probation or whatever um and that you know the judge asked if we have been made aware of you know the deal that has been made amongst the attorneys that you know the attorney told me that that's pretty much all they could do, you know, on his first defense, he's pleading guilty to vehicular, you know, manslaughter. Mm -hmm. And um, the judge starts, the judge told me, he's like, I understand you. I understand what your family's going through because when I was 13 years old, my mom was killed in a, in a car accident and she left three kids behind. Wow. She, she went out, she was late at night, somebody hit her in a car accident, and she died. And wow. she never came home. Wow. To me and my two other siblings. Wow. I was the oldest at 13. And so I was like, my 16-year-old is here with me today. And so he, the, the judge calls my daughter up to the front and he has her sitting by me. And I didn't expect that. I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting that, you know. Yeah. I was thinking, oh my God, I hope my daughter doesn't like freak out, you yeah. know what I mean, because she just wanted to be there for me, you know, for mm -hmm. moral support, just, just to see what happened. Yeah. And so the judge starts talking to her, and he starts telling her, I understand you, you know, and she gets a little bit emotional, and yeah. And so the young man had a chance to speak, and while his lawyer, you know, did a lot of speaking for him, but he, the judge gave him an opportunity to speak, and he was really, really remorseful, and he said, you know, I think about this every day, you know, I, I am so truly sorry. You know, I can't, I can't imagine 
Wow. You know what? With what you guys have been going through, and I, I, I just can't tell you how sorry I am. You know, he really wow. sincerely expressed his remorse. Wow. And um, and so the judge gave me an opportunity to talk, and I, of course, I went into a motivational speech. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, you know, I, I do have something to say. It's been a long time coming, but I'll be right back, baby. Yeah. Those were the last words that I said to my wife when I left her in the U-Haul parking lot. Wow. You know, and I just started talking about what we were doing that day and how it was a, you know, we had just bought our dream home. And I'm actually on my way to the cemetery right now. Oh. I'm going to go see her because I know my baby. I know I made my baby proud. Yes, you did. Oh, my goodness, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, Wow. And I got up and I 
and I walked out of the courtroom. I broke down outside. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, yeah. but I did it. I did it. Oh, wow. I did it. You know? That okay. is so okay. powerful. So that's only half of it. That's only half of it. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh. I cannot believe I actually did this. I cannot believe. Oh, my you know, goodness. So powerful. A lot of people might say, oh yeah, you know, I would do this. I would forgive somebody. I would. You never really know all of the things that cross your mind, you know, and I had a chance, I had a chance to express that when I was in the room alone with him. Mm. Oh, we weren't alone. Me, my daughter, the district attorney, his attorney, him and his father. It was mm -hmm. amazing. We were just in this room, you know, of course, social distancing. All the chairs are split apart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're, they were confident that I wasn't going to try and attack him in there or something <laughs> like that, yeah. you know? Uh, and so, we're sitting there, we're talking, and, 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 and I got to ask him, you know, if it's she has any last words? Was she looking at anything? He's like, well, you know, after the impact, you know, she, I, I said, I understand, you know, she hit you, she was jettisoned from the bike, and she was subsequently run over by a truck, you know, so I can, I can imagine the trauma, you know, and mm -hmm. then, you know, but she did. Right. She told me that she was able to speak with her, that she was, you know, at least lucid enough to answer questions just to know he was a medic, so he was trying to keep her awake. Yeah. He was asking the questions, can you hear me? Um, do you know where you are? Uh, can, do you, can you feel your legs? Things, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was just answering questions as best as she could. Yes, no, no. And she said that he was just there with her trying to provide whatever first aid he could mm -hmm. in the time span that EMS arrived. Mm -hmm. And, and um, that by the time EMS arrived, she had already stopped responding to him. Mm. And, you know, they took over and, you know, that, that's the last that you saw of her. You know, she just passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so that, you know. Wow. That was, that was. And then my daughter asked did she suffer? Mm -hmm. And he said, no, by, by, you know, by no indication, mm -hmm. you know, that I see her in any pain. She just, you know, she just, mm -hmm. she just stopped responding. Yeah. Wow. You know, she, she just went. Thank him. I thank him. I thank him for trying to help her. Mm. 
And um, his, his father asked if he could speak. And he said, you know, I really, really appreciate you people. You know, you're, you're, you could have, you kids could have gone a whole different way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told him, uh, no amount of bitterness, anger, resentment, hate, or on his part, guilt, mm-hmm. shame, auto condemnation, you know, whatever is going to bring her back. Right. So for what? Mm-hmm. For what? For what? No, no, we got to make something good come from this. I said, go on and do something great with your life. Mm -hmm. Save as many lives as you can. Mm. You know, don't let this, you know, this mistake that you made, you know, torture you. Yeah. Um, And I think, I think he appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh my God. How can I, how can I forget to tell you this? So, his father says, and as from a father to a father, because he's talking about his son yeah. that was involved yeah. in the accident. So his older brother mm. is also on the spectrum. Wow. And I broke down. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. just, I, I broke down and I looked at Denise and I said, you see? You see? Yeah. The collateral beauty. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. Wow. The collateral beauty, you know? Yeah. I said, yeah. So you know just how hard it is, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make it any easier mm-hmm. to forgive, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I cannot, oh, it freaking blew my mind because my daughter just out of nowhere says, and you know, I forgive you too. Wow. Mm. Oh, that is so beautiful. Oh my God, I did not see that one coming. Wow. Wow. I'm so proud of my <sighs> God is so good. Oh, wow. You know, you don't just reap what you sow. Mm. You reap so much more than what you sow. Yeah. I did not see that one coming. Like, it was, you know, I thought it would just be enough. And it felt so good doing it. You know why? Because I've been holding that inside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For so long, and I needed to let it out. Mm-hmm. I needed to let it out. I needed to let it out. You know, that's what I had inside, and I needed to let it out. And I felt, although it was extremely difficult, mm-hmm. and I had been, I had been preparing myself mentally mm-hmm. since Sunday. Like my dad came to visit me on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even mention it to him because I didn't want anybody else's opinion as to what I needed to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I, not that I think that my dad would have given me some bad advice or whatever, but I was just like, I need to like just do this all on my own. I don't really want to talk to anybody. I don't really want to let anybody know like ahead of time. I'm just gonna do this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like this is gonna be what comes out of me. I don't want any outside input as to how, what I should do, how I should handle this situation. 
And uh, it brought me so much peace. Wow. This is so amazing. So powerful. I mean, uh, what a gift from God just to be able to give you this closure um, and your daughter. And I, and I really, really did thank him. I thanked him for being able to, you know, give us this closure, to give us that information, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he could have he said, you know, screw you, I don't have to, you know, right. I want to talk to you people, you know what I mean? Right. And he took responsibility, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. Hell, I was, I was involved in a hit-and-run accident just the other day. Somebody hit me and ran off. Wow. So. Wow. This is so amazing. And the fact that she didn't suffer. Just, wow. I remember telling him in the courtroom, I said, you know, Viviana died doing what she loved. We should all be so lucky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We should all be so lucky. Wow. Wow. Uh, I love your heart. I love your heart in this whole situation. I mean, you have gone through so much, you know, you and your children, um, but you have really just taken a heart of, of love and, and grace. Um, and I know it's only God who could have done that in you, but just that you could live it out is just such an amazing and powerful story. I can't wait to see what God is going to do with this because it's not finished. You know, this is not it. No, I'm just getting started. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just taking it as it comes, but I'm, I'm, I do have a clear direction. Like, I gave myself a goal. I was like, in the next 10 years, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, I started with the transformation of my body, but that has just, you know, poured out over into understanding my mind and making my body this well-oiled machine and taking good care of myself and being an example to my children and just being the highest expression of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I can come through that and just, you know, mm-hmm. not just survive, but to actually thrive yes. and really live out with all earnest intention and determination that non-stop trying to be the best version of yourself, the highest expression of yourself to this world, mm-hmm. and being the most positive influence that you can on this world and the people in your social network, yeah. locally, you know, just, just trying to be that positive person mm-hmm. to make this world a better place. Yes, so true. And life is already hard as it is. Why are we going to make it any harder by us being that influenced yeah. on this reality? So true. So, so true. Wow. Yeah. I've got to let you go. Yes. I'm here, yes. I'm here at the cemetery. Oh, you enjoy your time, and um, I'll be praying for you, and I'm just, you know, thanking God for such an amazing powerful story um thank you so much for sharing it with me and letting me know yeah i appreciate the prayers and yes. thank you very much yes uh you know for the opportunity to share yeah uh you know my my story yes yes and by the I way um i think the motivational speaker in 10 years is going to happen much much sooner i think you're already there well, you enjoy your time with Viviana, and um, just know I'm thinking of you and praying for you. 
Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. And uh, God bless you. Have a blessed day. Yeah, you too, Mike. Take care. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you all so much for listening to the Rebuild You podcast. I hope that I have served you on the highest level. If I have, please be sure to give this podcast a review, share the episodes, and give them a great rating so that I can continue to serve you and others. For more about me and my services, like my coaching, the monthly coaching group, and my book, Recreate Your Love, feel free to visit my website, www.rebuilduniversity.com. And you can also email me at rebuildupodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. My heart is always to serve you with so much love and connection. Have an amazing week and be sure to come back next week for another awesome episode.